0: i am tired
1: yeah yeah i'm pretty sleepy (laughs) Oh, I have a bunch of bug bites. I don't normally get bitten. Mm. I have a huge one on my ankle. I went out for lunch, with, a well, for dinner with a couple of friends this week, and I got bitten on my ankle, and it hasn't gone down in, like, four days. It's huge and swollen and awful. Mm. Yeah, it's that time of the year. It's that time the mosquitoes are hungry. <laughs> for human flesh. Yes.
0: I just had my first week back um how was it It was okay it was mostly boring to be honest right i've got like three kids in each class Class classes for 30 to 45 minutes i hang up with them i sit awkwardly in a room with three-ish kids yeah while they don't do their work
1: (laughs) Yep. and
0: uh yeah
1: that's it that's the in-person covid learning model in a nutshell
0: yep and it's like i do have prep at the end of the day And I'm just like, you know what, I have to go because if you want me to sit in this chair for Mm -hmm. several hours a week, I need to continue going to the gym. Otherwise, I'm going to be in extreme pain. Um, So I'm just like, well, it's like PT. I have PT. Goodbye.
1: (laughs) At least online, I don't have to look at their faces while they're not doing any work. Right. You know? Like I can, we can both just live in a fantasy where they think that I believe they're doing their work, and I can just be satisfied knowing that I did my part, and I know they're not doing any work. Mm-hmm. And yeah, it's great. Whereas in person, I have to actually stand in front of them, and go, "Why, why didn't you turn anything in last week?" I just, I just didn't do no shit. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I feel like it is a lot easier to like get stuff done during the day and then be done and come home and not do any work. Whereas like before I was doing other stuff in between. And so it's like, yeah, I do have to do all of my cleaning and you know laundry and shit yeah. on Saturday. But also when I come home from work, I'm not doing anything work related. So except for some meetings.
1: Yeah, I feel like I was a lot more productive when I was home because I could just jump up and go, oh, I need to do the laundry. I'll just throw that in the washing machine real quick. Like things were happening while I was teaching during the day. Whereas now it's like... I'm at school. Then I drive home real quick. Then I teach until three thirty. Then I'm exhausted. I don't want to do anything now.
0: Yeah, that's a lot, especially since you have like a split schedule. Mine is like integrated in such a way that it I'm done. You know when I come home, but I we're working until three at school. So yeah, yeah, (laughs) it's an adjustment again.
1: Yeah, and then it was Teacher Appreciation Week this week. That was bullshit. So yeah, yeah,
0: uh, our principal got us. Burritos. Like, not great burritos, but.
1: (laughs) We got a single bagel. Woo! And a $5 Starbucks gift card that came from the funder that we put in. (laughs) So. I appreciated myself inadvertently. Uh, And that was it. Nothing from any parents, nothing from any kids. Nobody said anything. The weirdest goddamn email from my superintendent, like, comparing teachers to burning candles. What? Oh, it's very strange.
0: Like, like in a, in a... I use that metaphor to be like, okay, listen, we're, our, my patience is a candle. And sometimes people who came before you, like my first period, burn that candle down. <laughs> and I'm he, sorry. He basically
1: tried to use it as a metaphor for, oh, you make big sacrifices. But it made it sound like, I know you're all burnt out and I actually don't give a shit. That's your job. <laughs> and it was like, wow, okay, weird, strange. But okay. I hate
0: how we have this like expectation of our leaders to be like they need to give big speeches like the fucking president and Independence Day and like need to be <laughs> inspirational and shit. Listen, you can just be like, hey guys, I know you're really tired and I'm really sorry we couldn't do more for you this year, but as right. soon as I can, I'll make it up to you. And
1: yeah, that would have been nice instead of a an email that was like, it's your absolute job to sacrifice your mental health for these kids. God and, yeah, have at it. Um, So that was weird. Just be normal. <laughs> just, yeah, I'm not expecting, you know, some big patient. Like, I don't care. Just say, hey, thank you. That's nice. And then I can go home and forget about school all day. But this email now just exists in my brain, <laughs> and I can't stop thinking about it, and about how weirdly timed it was. I don't know. Very strange. Yeah, sometimes
0: you just need to acknowledge people's pain... And acknowledge that there's not anything you can do about it, which was yeah. a thing that, you know what, maybe we will talk about that story that's not off the presses today, because that's relevant. <laughs> All right. Hello, and welcome to Are You Serious? A Journey Through Bad Reddit Relationships. I am Morgan.
1: I'm Esme. This is episode 56. Hell yeah.
0: And yeah. Uh, everything's just mildly annoying today. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So. Yes. Yep. Yeah, we're just full of yeah. mildly annoying stories and life you know everything it's just a low everything
1: is mildly annoying a low
0: white noise level of annoyance
1: yeah this
0: first one is very strange and i am very confused well she was marked the asshole but a lot of the comments she was marked the asshole but a lot of the comments were like oh not the asshole whatever so might this might be contentious okay op does not have an age she's older her nephews are 21 and 19 Mm mm-hmm Okay, am I the asshole for telling my two nephews' stepmom that she's not a part of the family so she doesn't get the recipes? Okay. <laughs> so. All right. My nephews have had Ellen as their stepmom since they were 9 and 11, respectively. My sister died a year before their dad married Ellen, and before her death, she had shared two family recipes that were passed down in our family from our great-grandmother originally. It's two, a cake recipe and a sauce for lasagna. So note that this woman married her sister's widow not okay. her brother
1: okay so let me just figure out a family tree right i'm gonna make a note because <laughs> otherwise i'm gonna forget so let me here's a little piece of note paper. okay draw so
0: nephews the
1: nephews are blood related
0: to op they are Two OP. her sister's kids
1: Okay, so the husband, who is not blood-related to OP, married then married someone else. Yeah, after her sister So technically, only the nephews are family. Correct. Genetically. Genetic family. Based on on, uh, an assumption of what this lady assumes family is. (laughs) Okay, alright.
0: The idea is that it's something special. Our family can cook for each other and others, but we don't share how to make them. When Ellen first married the boy's dad, she asked my mom if she could have the recipe. My mom said no. Okay. She asked another of my sisters, and she also said no. She asked my two brothers then, too. She asked the boys. Everyone said no. The consensus was she wasn't part of our family, so why would we share it with her? She asked me a couple of times, too. But after my mom died three years ago, she told me that she has been part of our family through the boys for long enough to be deserving of it. But I denied the request. For us, she's not our family. We appreciate that she has been part of the boys' lives and helped raise them, but she's no more family to us than any other acquaintance. So there's respect, but no love or anything like that. Anyway, my older nephew had a baby girl with his fiancée late last year. Last month, they had a small party to celebrate her arrival with close family and friends. Ellen asked him for the recipe so she could make the cake, and he said no. She then asked me, saying she wanted to make the family cake and wanted to be the one to do it. I told her no again. She asked me why. I told her my decision didn't need to be explained. After the party, she called me again and told me I was a horrible, shitty person. That we should have embraced and loved her and made her part of the family once she became the boy's mom. And that we all made her feel so small, but especially me, because she had really, really wanted to make the cake and be accepted by our family. I didn't engage much after that, but when I talked to my younger nephew after that phone call, he said he and the older nephew are getting shit for it. I only feel bad because it seems like she is very upset. And I know gatekeeping seems like a dick thing, but this is mostly just fun for us to keep between us and our family, and she's not part of our family. My nephews are free to share it if they want, but my siblings and I are mom. She was never family to us, but it has led to a lot of hurt feelings and anger now, and I have been called out personally by her. So the question, am I the asshole?
1: (sighs) There's a lot of shitty behaviour here. Like, once the answer is no, you just drop it. Like, why is she continuously asking every single member of the family when the answer has been a resounding no? Just stop. That's the first shitty behaviour.
0: I think them saying no in the first place is shitty.
1: I think, I think the reason for them saying no is shitty. Yeah. I think them saying, you're not a part of our family, so you can't have the recipe, is... Shitty. Bubba, Bullshit because she is part of the family she has brought up your two biological nephews for the last 10 years the, the, this this exclusionary idea of you're not really family because you're not blood related is is just weird it's weird
0: yeah and it's like she i understand maybe after some years pass right like hey can i have the recipes no okay it's been 10 years now and then the baby is born And she's like, hey, I would like to make the cake because I want to help. I, you know, I want to be part of the family. And then them saying no. It makes it seem like maybe there's some other ways that they haven't been treating her great. And this is like. The way that it's coming out. I mean, they could be, she could be yelling at all the family members because of this. these recipes. But it seems like there's probably other ways that she's not treated like a member of the family as well.
1: I think I would. I would side more with the wife if the dad also knew the recipes, right? It seems like the family has an incredibly hard and fast rule about it. That they haven't broken. If, if OP was then like, oh, but we told the dad because of this, and we told this person because of this, but no, she can't have it, that would be really dickish. But everybody who is part of the blood family, and I say that in like inverted commas, has the recipes. There isn't anybody else. Yeah, it's just her. So it's, there's just, there is just a lot of shitty behaviour, and I don't really think that it's OP's I think it's kind of shitty that the blame has been placed on OP for this when it's not just her who said no. But I also think the reasoning for not giving it, like telling her, no, you're not part of the family, so you can't have it, that's just rude.
0: I Yeah, I think, like, everybody, I mean, she's probably reacting this way because it's been 10 years and they're still not treating yeah. her like part of the family when she's raising, she, like, raised yeah. the kids for their whole teen years and stuff. Mm-hmm. So I'm sure that, like, that's frustration that's coming out. I get that, you know, maybe OP shouldn't get most of the blame here, but also it's possible that she's the one who, like, set the precedent and everybody's standing, you know, with her. It's like, I only feel bad because it seems like she's upset and I, and this yeah. seems like a dick thing, but it's mostly fun for us? Then give her the fucking recipe! It's yes. just lasagna sauce or cake. Yeah, it's
1: fucking lasagna sauce. Or, like, there's nothing stopping you from creating new family recipes, that include everybody. Yeah. Right? If it's just lasagna sauce, well then make a family recipe for making the pasta sheets or or the cheese sauce. So that everybody can have a little part of of that tradition. Yeah. Instead of just saying, no lol, only blood relatives can have this secret, super special secret tomato sauce. Which <laughs> it's probably just like a
0: tomato It's <laughs> probably
1: from a tin.
0: Like I just I don't I, and I feel like Ellen, the way she framed it, she could have made a cake, but she's like, no, I want to make the cake for the baby because this is like my grandchild it's the at this kid. point. Yeah. yeah. And so she's like, I want to be a part of the family and participate. It's not like I'm going to go and sell the fucking recipe to little Debbie or whatever. Fucking <laughs> <laughs> like, uh, I, I don't understand people being so... Uh, like protective, protective of their mm. family recipes. Like, not a big deal.
1: It's not a big deal. And I think that in some way it's a way of holding on to memories that are precious to you, right? But at some point that becomes counterproductive to the idea of a family recipe. A family recipe is for family. And when you cook these things you're sharing them with people anyway, so why not just share the recipe? Like, I, I don't. It's literally
0: less work for you to just give it to her
1: so that she can make the cake. Like, do they keep it in a fucking safe? Like, how are they protecting this recipe from ne'er do wells who marry into their family? Just gatekeep, and like, it's it's just a weird. Just and it's weird too, concept. interesting
0: reflection on their relationship where she's like, the she asked the boys, they said no, and then later the nephews still aren't sharing it. So we need some more information about this family's dynamics to see how...
1: I mean, I kind of understand from the nephews' perspective, because their mom died, right? And those are mom's recipes, and... Yeah, I, I can kind of understand not wanting the the, the boys not wanting to give her the recipe. Yeah, and
0: right? and I feel like OP is kind of shitty to be like my nephews are free to share it if they want. So don't like you're putting that on them to right. to basically she's causing conflict between the boys and the stepmom because she mm-hmm. doesn't want to do this. It's like who cares? <laughs> it's <laughs> like it's not sauce. that important. You're not fucking like the mob family you're not the sopranos calm
1: down <laughs> uh it's not kfc's secret blend of herbs and spices yeah like literally nobody cares about your mom's cage. like
0: again this is like a manufactured conflict right. again that op caused That everybody's just causing conflict for literally no reason. Just give her the fucking recipe. That's my thought. Or
1: give her a recipe and say (laughs) it's the family recipe. And then be done with it. Like, if you're that concerned that if you give her the recipe, some sacred tomato law is going to be broken. Like, give her a different recipe and say that's the family recipe. And then live with your white lie and take it to your grave. But, you know, ugh. Yeah, it's, it's just, I think everybody's behaving. I would say everybody sucks
0: here. Yeah. And I, I feel like it's like Ellen, once she's like, you're not family, and then, you know, her husband's not family, even though he's the father of the boys. It's like, fine, then we're going to move away when these kids are nine and 11 because you're not family. So bye. Like,
1: yeah, fuck this they would is, probably
0: get super pissed off if they did that.
1: Yeah.
0: But it's like, just, yeah. Manufactured conflict. Don't be shitty the end. <laughs> I need more information to say everybody sucks here based on yeah. Ellen and the kids' relationships personally, but
1: yeah, I, th- I think there's just a lot of unresolved kind of grief and and stuff going on that they are now using to stop people from making lasagna, which is not a worthwhile crusade. Everybody should make lasagna. Lasagna is delicious.
0: Okay, we got lots of comments. Holy shit.
1: Oh damn. Jesus, here. <laughs>
0: <laughs> i'm gonna put this in the chat there's just a lot i
1: gotta, I gotta do some reading now Are you expecting to make me to read on a sunday
0: oh dead
1: sister wouldn't have wanted the recipes
0: shared with her either she was very open about that with us before she died okay. they don't consider her their mom nephew wanted to make the cake himself let's see what this says Lots of information. Okay. This comment was deleted that she's responding to, but she says she was. She hated knowing that another woman would raise her boys and said she wanted her to be good to them and for them to have a good relationship, but she hoped she would always be the one reserved as mom. She also told us to leave it to the boys if they shared it, that she didn't want the next woman her husband was with to get the recipe unless they felt that way about her, and she admitted she hoped they wouldn't. So this family sounds all kinds of fucked up about, like, labels and what is family and all this shit. Like, this sounds not great. It's not about not wanting a good step-parent for them, but wouldn't you be jealous that some random person out there will be there for everything you wouldn't be? I know I would. I might want them to be well looked after, but I would also, admittedly selfishly probably, hope that I would get the special place of being my kid's only mom. (sighs) Uh,
1: It sounds like they have done an extreme interpretation of what the deceased sister wanted. Like...
0: The boys know the recipe.
1: I mean, there's a comment here where she says, I don't need you to remind me that my sister is dead. I live with that every single fucking day. Which suggests to me that this is not a I hate the, the stepmom thing. Yeah. This is a... I'm really upset still that my sister isn't here anymore and clinging to this recipe as something that she wanted us to do is the very last vestige of her that I have.
0: So they wouldn't give adopted kids or stepkids? Oh, blood isn't the only part of it. Adoption would count too, so would step kids if we had that relationship with one but to me and i can only speak for me it's the same as if she was married she had married the boy's dad if my sister and him were divorced we wouldn't be family then so why would we be now it's not different to me so she would give them to give the recipe to adopted or step kids Sounds like she's mad at this woman for ta- for replacing her sister. Right. Or... God, there are so Yeah, I know, right?
1: That's <laughs> why so I was like, here, have this. The way I look at it is if my sister was alive and they were just divorced, we wouldn't be expected to think of her as family. So I don't see why it's so different, because my sister passed away.
0: She's like part of your extended, blended family, like... It sounds like maybe her sister was having, like, difficulties with the fact that she knew she was going to die.
1: Yeah, I think the sister was having huge kind of anxiety about her impending...
0: Like, almost, like, I don't know if this is gauche, but FOMO? She's like, I I don't want someone else to be there for the things that I'm going to miss. I want yeah. you guys to remember the fact that I'm not yeah. there.
1: It it sounds like she was just so concerned about getting about not being forgotten that she didn't really think about
0: therapy. Mm-hmm. We've moved from everybody sucks here to everybody needs therapy. Everybody needs food counseling.
1: Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's rough.
0: Ooh, okay. That's enough of that. Here's hey. an asshole. <laughs> or or everyone sucks if you prefer. I I do like, this is one of the parts where OP is being an asshole, but I kind of take it. Okay, cool. <laughs> am I the asshole for openly insulting people who are trying to foist blame on me at work?
1: <laughs> okay, I'm here for this.
0: <laughs> I work in personnel at my office. I handle most of the HR functions, with the exception of payroll. Another manager in finance handles that. Well, thank you for that information. She typically works 6 a.m. to 4 p.m., and I works 8 a.m. to 5 p.m. It's not uncommon for our employees to list us for income verification for mortgages and loans and we're very accommodating with this. However, one particular company has had an incredibly bad habit. They will send income verification requests between 4:45 and 5:15 p.m. with the heading Income Verification Loan Pending Priority oh, okay, Rush.
1: No. No, no. Back at you,
0: bitch. I'm leaving this in. He's under
1: the bed. <laughs> Damn this animal.
0: I'm leaving that in. <laughs> <laughs>
1: no, you bitch. Uh, stupid cat. He'll to be come going back to out. the bed? Yeah, he'll come back out when he realizes no one gives a shit.
0: <laughs> I'm a big fan of the old adage, a failure to plan on your part does not constitute an emergency on mine. But the first few times, I did stay late, pull the files, and fax the info over. Every single time, I got a frantic call the following morning demanding to know why I hadn't responded and telling me I was jeopardizing my employee's loan. When I sent them the fax confirmation, they claimed it never came through and to send it again. It's possible that uh, because it was after hours, it didn't go through, but... Since they can't keep their records straight, I forward the verifications to the payroll manager, and she gets it done when she's in the office. Without fail, if the verification arrives at 5.15pm on a Friday at 7.45am on a Monday, they're calling me and demanding a turnaround time and accusing me of holding up the loan. I finally decided to just have fun with them. Knowing the other manager will get it done that day, I flip it around. When they call me up, I act very concerned, open my email, gasp and say, oh, my God, you're right. Oh, that's why. You're not going to believe this. Some goddamn idiot in your office named Tony Jones, (laughs) the person on the phone with me, didn't send it until 515 on Friday. Um, Sir, what is the expected turnaround time for this request? Oh, well, we're certainly getting it done today, but I'm very concerned for your office right now. Because this moron didn't do his job right. He has you calling me up like I was the one who didn't do my job and making you look like a complete idiot. That's not right. I'm going to be reaching out to Tony's supervisor to make sure he knows how badly he's screwing up. Oh, sir, please, that's not necessary. Oh, it definitely is. After all, you called me so concerned that I was holding up Lisa's loan when in fact it was the lazy moron Tony who has been slacking off and causing issues.
1: (laughs) This is the best.
0: I'm on LinkedIn and I found his supervisor, Tom Smith, and I'll be sending him an email letting him know what a lazy piece of garbage is working for him. Okay, you have a good day, sir. <laughs> I have not actually reached out to any supervisors, and this is more of a roundabout way of telling people not to blame me for their lack of promptness. Several people have told me I don't need to be cruel to people trying to do a job. Others agree with me and think it's a good way to break them of this behavior.
1: <laughs> this is amazing.
0: I I feel like there could have been a step in the middle, but this is... Like this is, this is a tier. great way to vent yeah. steam without actually having any negative effects on the person in question. This is <laughs> incredible. I I love the whole like I act very concerned, open my email, gasp, and say, "Oh my god, you're right. Oh, that's why." Like just being like, "I'm investigating this." You just kind of like
1: <laughs> I have done pretend. something similar to certain kids and their parents. <laughs> <laughs> when I get phone calls saying, why is my kid failing your class? I'll go, mm, let me have a little look in the grade system. Oh, it looks like they haven't turned anything in for the last six weeks. Now let me check. I should make sure they haven't sent me an email. No. 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 No emails from your students. So mm, it looks like they just haven't done anything. Which. <laughs> that can't be right. That can't be Maybe right. Maybe they not submit on uh, they, That can't be right because they're here every day. Oh emails have I sent them asking for work? Oh, a lot. Mm, Okay. Mm, Concerning. Mm. (laughs) Well, mm, looks like it's not my fault. (laughs) Uh, Which you just reminded me I need to send out my potential failing grades email. (laughs) uh, True to form, Nia has now evacuated the bedroom and shouted at me to inform me that he is gone. So I'm going to go and close the bathroom door now. (laughs) You little idiot. Yeah, yeah. That little...
0: Did you hear him screaming? He sounds like a little squeaky toy. He is like a squeaky toy. (laughs) (laughs)
1: Anyway, yeah, I love this. This is great. This This is is good. malicious compliance on a a top tier level.
0: Yeah, and this person got uh, everyone sucks. And kind of when I was like first reading it, I was like, he's kind of an asshole. But nah, this is this this is is gold. This
1: is best. Yes, I know you're disrupting me.
0: And it happens so often that it's like, listen... If it was like
1: one or two times, and this was just how he spoke to people, I'd be like, wow, what a douche. But if it happens weekly, without fail, at the same time, and then he's getting berated and he has to rush, fuck them. Like, uh, one of the biggest things that I don't like about office work, and I have previously done office work, is just the, the buck passing like yeah. and if you're an underling and you're like the low the lowest person in your job damn right it's your fault if anything bad happens so i get it like that's pretty fucking irritating and i can't blame this guy this person has a lot of posts holy shit
0: they post t- today i fucked up like every two oh, that's weeks so good. advice animals he has a, an advice animal that says it's your responsibility to stay on top of an employee and make sure she's completing the reports every day Uh, Or, you're not her supervisor, it's not your place to tell her what to prioritize, and the title is, if I don't follow up, I'm irresponsible, if I do, I'm overstepping. Sounds like
1: he's got a (laughs) shitty work environment. God, it sounds like he hates his office job. Ugh, and I can't blame him, because some office work is just very grueling. Yeah, and
0: it sounds like it's mostly just, like, other people, which is the same with us, right? Mm -hmm. It's like, I don't mind the students, they're children, but the adults not doing their job.
1: I've had to physically restrain myself from typing emails like that to students who never turn any work in. When they email me in the last week of the quarter and they go, how can I get my grade up? Like, in my brain, I want to write, well, gosh, uh, I can't believe that you actually exist and are alive uh, because I've never heard from you. You've never asked me for help and you've never turned anything in. I wonder how you could get your grade up. Let me think about that for a second. Yeah,
0: or like when students are like, I'm going out of town for a week next week. Can you give me the work? Like, dude, the work doesn't exist yet. I make it on Monday morning. And yeah, you can have the work delivered to you via Google Classroom when I post it for everybody else. Why are you going out of town, you fucking idiot? So, yeah, I get it. Yeah. (laughs) This was labeled everyone sucks here, but also like... Like, uh, the top comment is, I'm not going to give a verdict because technically you're being an asshole, but it's hilarious and the best thing I've read all day.
1: Yes. (laughs) Yet another
0: example of why we need a, you're the justified asshole. Although I think justified asshole is still asshole most of the time. Most of the time people are like, oh, this person was mean to you. That means you can murder their firstborn. Like,
1: (laughs) Sucks to be you. I don't have a firstborn.
0: (laughs) But yeah, it's like. This is justified, and you didn't actually like contact their supervisor. If you had contacted their supervisor, you might yeah, not even be if the you asshole bitching but... on them
1: all the time. Like that might probably be bad. It might be that the people in the other office—that's just the last thing on their to-do list every day. Like in order of priority, that's the least prioritized thing they have to do. Yeah, but just, like you not know, my problem. <laughs> yeah. Not my circus, not my monkeys.
0: Yeah. Someone, the top comment says, everyone sucks here. You could probably do this in a less douchey way, like not insulting. Like, we didn't get this until 5pm on a Friday. I see John Smith must have sent this to us last minute and unfortunately required 24 hours minimum to pull the info. Like, do that kind of thing first. And then if it keeps happening, right. then pull the bullshit.
1: Yeah, you gotta do some uh, office Uh, diplomatic negotiation first.
0: Yeah, I mean, at least it was over the phone. So, like, don't send that kind of shit over email. Like, don't send insults and shit over email. Don't send anything over email you don't want your employer to have forever.
1: Never send a paper trail. (laughs) Um,
0: Except do send a paper trail when it's like, I'm reaching out to the parents. You know, mm -hmm. I highly recommend that all teachers keep a log of times that you call parents because you
1: have to make sure you cover your ass but i just always email and text and i request for them to call me so so that i have a paper trail and i can say look i got in contact in dire situations or if a kid has been like really badly behaved i will call but Especially now, parents should be on top of their kids' grades and anything anyway. It's all online. All the information is available to them. There are no secrets. So I shouldn't need to phone somebody and tell them that their child is failing.
0: Yeah. And they won't pick up anyway.
1: Yeah, and they don't pick up. I, there are a lot of parents in the district who actually have the school's phone number blocked.
0: Yeah. Or the, or emails blocked. Yeah.
1: Yeah, they don't want to talk to us. School is the last thing they're concerned about. It's not important to them. So there's no point calling because I'm not going to get a response. Normally if I try and call a parent twice and I and I don't get a response, I'd never call them again. Yeah. Because there's no I'm not spending I'm not spending my time calling them every single week. That's ridiculous. Run it up the chain to the AP. Yeah.
0: Um okay, so next one I have. Oof. This one's a little bit old, but like, oof. Am I the asshole? No ages. But childbearing age, I guess. Whatever that means. Am I the ass?
1: Between sixteen and (laughs) forty-nine.
0: Am I the asshole for not trying harder to tell my husband I was in labor? When <laughs> labor is spelled the, the English way, so oh, uh-huh. they're either... I see. They could be... Uh, I'm out of quality. They're not American. Okay. My husband, who I do love and does love me, is... <laughs> who I do love? <laughs> please, please don't get, get that wrong. <laughs> this is like, my husband's the best in every way except for... Um, my husband, who I do love and does love me, is a distant and private person to everyone... His mom was having health problems, and I didn't know until weeks later when I spoke to her. I asked him how Mm. she was doing later, and he said he didn't know. That's just how he deals with things. He doesn't want to get personal with anyone. We share hobbies and can have good conversations, as long as they are not too personal. It can be off-putting, but I do genuinely enjoy his company.
1: That's not- This is weird. That's not-
0: This is like a very-
1: Yeah, I don't know. This is bizarre. How do you marry somebody and not know any personal information about them? Yeah, that's sweet really bizarre.
0: Jump to this last week. I am pregnant and went into labor, which is spelled the American way now. Hmm. But she also has a ton of typos, like a lot, so. Oh, okay. It was only a few days before my due date, so nothing concerning. I tried to call his work, but his phone went right to voicemail because he was in a meeting. I texted him, still no answer. I waited a half hour and then tried again and still couldn't get through. My labor was getting further along, so I called a friend to get a ride to the hospital. By the time my husband checked his phone at the end of the work day, I had already given birth to our daughter. What? Everything was very straightforward, no complications. We were ready to leave by the next morning. My husband is upset with me, though, saying I should have come to his work to tell him it was time. But what? he has always been distant about work. I know what department he works in, but not where his office is and the building. It would have been what? awkward. My husband told me what I did was unforgivable. He hasn't called me an asshole, but has said I am a horrible person for denying him the joy of seeing our daughter born. Am I the asshole for not trying harder to contact him?
1: What is this? This is bizarre as hell.
0: Uh, there is info. Edit for info. And then there's an update. Okay. Info, because a lot of you are asking. I did text specifically that I was in labor. I left a voicemail for the, about the same thing. I panicked a bit and didn't call his office because he likes to keep work and home separate, which means I don't know a lot about his work and I was worried I would overshare to his coworkers by calling and him not checking his phone. That is a part of his work-home split too. He doesn't deal with anything work-related at home, but also just put his personal phone out of his mind, but also just puts his personal phone out of his mind at work. It is rare for me to get a response from him at all while he is at work on a normal day. <sighs> Buddy, if your wife is a few days away from her due date... Like, a few weeks away, keep your phone on you. Get specific permission to do that because your wife is pregnant and could go into labour at literally any minute.
1: This is a dangerous precedent to set anyway. Like, just never answering your phone at work? What? She's in an accident. Like, oh, I just, I never think about my home phone while I'm at work. Well, that's a nice luxury for you, but, you know, what, God forbid, if if something terrible happened, what would you do? Yeah. Her not knowing where, where he works? Specifically? Yeah, that's weird. My husband has been in my classroom. Like, he knows where it is. In an emergency, he could drive up there and find me and say, hey, we have an emergency, we gotta bounce. Like, that just. The whole going into labour thing, I'm unconcerned about right now because. There's, I have a lot of questions about this relationship.
0: Um. So he, uh, in the comments, she says, he is 28, I am 26, and no, I am not afraid of him. He isn't mean. He likes his privacy and keeps that by just not talking. Think like Ron Swanson, but toned down and less crazy.
1: <laughs> is he neurodivergent?
0: Maybe. He might have some weird, like, the this is the way he was raised kind of thing, too.
1: Like, it sounds very compartmentalized. Yeah. Like, I just... I have a weird feeling that maybe, and again, I'm not, uh, you know, qualified to make these diagnoses or discussions or whatever, maybe on the spectrum somewhere? Like, it just seems incredibly cut and dry. Somebody who you're married to can't get hold of your work, doesn't know what department you work in, and can't get hold of you in an emergency because you like to keep work home private.
0: Bizarre. Yeah. It's like... Mm. I mean, I, great if this works out for you, but it doesn't sound like a very fulfilling relationship to me, personally. And,
1: and now he's mad at her.
0: Yeah. And it seems like he's just, like, he's this very private person, and so he expects her to deal with that in a way that he wants her to deal with that, and, like, read his mind as to where his boundaries are, but won't tell her explicitly where those boundaries are. Like, you should have come to my work while you were in labor. Fuck off. I'm not making a pit stop on the way to the hospital.
1: Oh, let me just stop by hubby's work real quick, so I'm gonna tell him I'm gonna have a baby.
0: No. Like, the top comment is something like, or someone in the comments was like, yeah, i I'm not allowed to have my phone at work either. But my wife was in labor, and so the or was pregnant. So the last month of her pregnancy, I was got special permission to have my phone on me and on during work.
1: Yeah, you you prepare for that. How hands on has he been during the rest of the pregnancy? Because he Mm. doesn't he doesn't like personal stuff.
0: (laughs) He's like, I want to know the due date. Too personal,
1: right? I'm just I'm, I'm concerned about where this ends. Like how. How can he be so personal that he's got, that he's managed to make a baby? But <laughs> yeah. Then can't tell you what department he works at work, I can't pick the phone up. Like I'm just very wigged out by this. I'm just I'm, I'm confused about the logistics.
0: Yeah, and the compartmentalizing thing is very like extreme.
1: It's incredibly extreme. It's it's it, I think that's what's worrying about it for me is it's a very extreme behavior. That he's then punishing his wife for. Yeah.
0: He's like punishing his wife because she's not living up to his like weird, extreme expectations.
1: Yeah. And who wants to see a baby being born anyway? (laughs) Yeah, I know, right? Like, like, who's that desperate? Yeah,
0: he's like, I want to share this emotional moment with you. But like, "Mm." (laughs) mm,
1: you can't know where I work. Like, it, it just seems very incongruous. It doesn't gel. His expectation of what he wants and then the reality of it is very strange
0: yeah and i don't know if i would go so like we need more information again to Mm -hmm. like figure out if this is abusive or just like something that he has internalized but i like this comment op also just sounds like she's always walking on eggshells around him worrying about invading his privacy when in fact he's just keeping her at arm's distance and withholding emotional intimacy sounds like op's husband wants to use this incident to further blame everything on op and manipulate her my god please rethink your relationship i think Therapy.
1: Yeah, we just we're prescribing a lot of therapy. This, this. Yeah,
0: it's like he he failed her, and now he's blaming her for it. Like that's that's an, an abusive tactic. She should be more
1: upset than him because she didn't have her husband to support her during her birth. But she doesn't seem upset about this at all. She keeps talking about this as if it's a very normal occurrence. Like, she seems like, oh, there were no complications or anything, so it was okay. No.
0: Yeah, my husband told me what I did was unforgivable. What?
1: What about what he did? Yeah. Leaving you alone during a potentially life-threatening situation. You fucked
0: up. The the guy fucked up. And now he's like, it's like, this is, you have reaped what you have sown, dude. Like, this is how you have treated your relationship. And so she's respecting the boundaries that you laid out and the expectations that you have for her. She is following those and respecting your wishes.
1: I can't imagine being so uninvested in a pregnancy that you've helped to create. One of my friends in England is pregnant, right? due any day now i can't stop thinking about that shit right it has nothing to do with me but I'm, every day i wake up i'm like oh i wonder if uh one of my friends had a baby yet yeah that'd be nice but for you to be at work and just be like oh it'll be fine
0: and i wonder like, if to like so the rule at work for him is you can't have your phone hmm. on you and he's like i wonder if he's just like well that's the rule like i can't is
1: that his rule at work or is it the work's rule See if I figure it out.
0: He was in a meeting. Yeah, she doesn't know. So weird. Yeah. So, like, I'm wondering, though, if that is the case, if he might be like, well, that's that's the rules. We can't have our phones. There's no exceptions to that. Like, so you should know that information is that I can't have my phone on at work. And so you should bypass that by coming to my work while you're in labor and getting me. Like, obviously. Like, it seems very obvious to him that that's what she should do. So I'm wondering, yeah, I don't want to diagnose again, but I might agree with you. Therapy is needed at least. And we'll, like, because there's some barriers that need to be broken down here because he has these expectations. But, like, his brain seems to be wired differently. Yeah. uh, In a way that is damaging to an intimate relationship. Yes. Okay, so full disclosure, this update It's not an update. (laughs) So it says, update, there won't be one. Thank you for the comments and support, but this has been extremely upsetting. From the messaging telling me that if I don't leave my husband this second, I am abusing my daughter to people telling me he is going to kill us. And to find out some hack of a reporter stole this story for some easy clickbait makes me want to vomit. Turning our lives into some sort of show is pathetic. As for my husband, he has been a wonderful father. He likes walking with and soothing when she is crying. He, she omits a lot of words. He takes on more than his fair share of dirty diapers. And he hasn't hesitated to jump out of bed if she cries at night. So yeah, I think it's it's some sort of... There's something... I don't think any of... I don't necessarily think he's dangerous. But I think that his... Do you, Expectations have damaged their relationship and they should get therapy.
1: Do you think that he's projecting his disappointment that he fucked up? to make it look like she fucked up. Like, that might just have been the realization when she was like, oh, I already had the baby, where he was like, fuck, I, how did this happen to me? Shit, this is my fault. No, wait, she should have tried harder. It's her fault. Now, because it seems like he's a very loving father.
0: I think that, like I was kind of saying earlier, like it was obvious to him what she should have done because of the rules that have been set in place. If that mm-hmm. makes sense. So he's like, yeah. he like he logicked through it and was like, well, obviously, if she goes into labor, she's going to come to work. Like, like, to him, there was only one way to do it. And she didn't do it right. that way that he thought was obvious. And so, therefore, he is blaming her because she didn't follow his weird rules that he has that right. seem obvious to him, but it's not how other people's minds work. So I do think, I don't think he's based on this limited information, I don't think he's basically (laughs) abusive. I think he's disappointed and angry and can't adequately articulate that.
1: Yeah, I don't think he's abusive. I just think he... I just don't think he knows how to properly interact with an intimate partner. Mm -hmm.
0: Yeah, maybe he didn't have... maybe he is on the Spectrum, maybe he didn't have adequate role models, you know, as a kid. She says in the comments, the only people who knew they were expecting was HR and his direct supervisor. What? The fuck? <laughs> so I didn't want to break his privacy and tell anyone else. Maybe I should have, but I had a lot on my mind, and and this has been normalized for her. So
1: yeah, she did. She not even tell her own family, like
0: oh, I'm sure she has, but oh. the only people at his work who knew were HR and the oh. boss. Oh. Um, what was I was gonna say, so he didn't. She didn't want to be like oh, you know go up and someone else finds out that they're expecting like it's some sort of private thing like obviously if if he goes to the work like it's very clear that she's like actively in labor like what is what is that interaction that he's expecting like it's an (laughs) office building she walks in she's like hello i am in labor can you find my husband please like (laughs) what the
1: hell i can't (laughs) tell you his name (laughs) for privacy reasons
0: (laughs) i don't know where he works
1: (laughs) <laughs> maybe he doesn't even work in this building I have to do something yeah Jesus <laughs> he's like actually no he switched jobs
0: six months ago honey
1: <laughs> he works across the city oh my god fucking. uh yeah
0: strange let me get this last story from Twitter because it's fresh Oh, off the presses all right okay so we've said therapy and now we're gonna say communicate <laughs> yeah this is a relationships post. Open up the OG post here. It has zero upvotes. Oh, no. <laughs> um, and Opie and his wife are both 34. Get some water first.
1: Yeah, I'm really thirsty today.
0: I went out on Thursday because that was like our last day. I had three mm. beers and a third of an order of, not even, a quarter of an order of carne asada fries. And the next day I woke up like all the moisture had been sucked out of my body. <laughs> And I had been, like, standing outside in the semi-cold for, like, four hours, and I felt like I'd been hit by a truck. It's like, my body is not used to this. So I had to literally spend all day on Friday, like, just drinking water, and I went to bed thirsty. It was wild. Okay. My wife was talking about how she feels underappreciated at work for being a woman, and I replied with something she didn't like. How to make things better? Okay. Last night, my wife was talking about how she feels like the supervisors at work underappreciate her, and she's been fairly ignored on promotions because she is a woman in tech, which is very much a real problem and there's a high chance that she's right. I told her that she was likely right and there's a good chance her supervisors are sexist as fuck, but I don't think she should define their interactions in her workplace under this victimhood mentality. Mm -hmm. Yes, she is very likely a victim of a sexist order, but putting herself down for it will not make her less frustrated and will actually just make her bitter. After some silence, she said, So you think I'm the problem? I replied that no, she wasn't, but she's facing a situation she very much cannot change herself, and all she can do is react to it, and I don't think identifying herself as a victim will help her in any way. After that, she got mad at me, and I didn't want to discuss any further. In the morning, I tried to talk to her again, but she said she now knows what I really think, and there's no need to discuss anything else. I feel bad for the whole thing, but I think she's being a bit irrational here. I don't think cuddling her and telling her the big bad superiors are out to get her will help her in any way. And I think she's mature enough to be told that all she can do here is find a way to react that doesn't hurt her any further. I'd like to talk to her again after work, but I don't know how to approach it. What should I do? How do I talk to her about this again? TLDR, wife says she's underappreciated at work being a woman in tech. I told her she's right, but identifying herself as a victim will not help her and would just make her bitter. Now she's mad at me and doesn't want to hear a word about it. How do I talk to her to clear things up?
1: Hmm. Again, I don't really think he's wrong. But I also don't think he should have said anything.
0: I mean, she's clearly venting, right? And being like... <laughs> right, she's venting. And he's like, you're right. And I feel like this phrasing, the whole like victimhood mentality, phrasing yeah, is very phrasing conservative is, yes. rhetoric.
1: Yeah, the phrasing is weird. Like, he's willing to admit that she's right. And he's like, yeah, you're probably right, but don't be a victim about it. It'll be okay.
0: Maybe him saying, like, like don't let it affect... Your self esteem would be a great way to right. say that. Like you, are, you know, you are awesome. They suck. They are being sexist. Don't let that mm-hmm. affect you and your work quality because you are awesome. That would have been a good way to say that instead of being like yes. you are letting this put you in a victimhood mentality, which is very like conservative bullshit that is used to negate bigotry in the world. You know,
1: and I feel like the way that he said it negates her feelings about mm-hmm. it.
0: It's like, you shouldn't be feeling this way.
1: Right. Don't feel like a victim. It's just just the way the world works. Pat on the head, off you go. Like She has a right to feel upset about that. There's nothing wrong with feeling upset about that. And this is probably one of the situations where she should have prefaced the conversation with, I don't want any advice, I just want a vent.
0: Yeah, I think that's a good way if you have different communication styles to be like, this is what I want out of this conversation this time, like no solutions, just venting and validation or whatever.
1: I do that with most people in my life when I want to because if when people start giving me unsolicited advice, it makes me more anxious. Mm-hmm. And it makes me, it it it, it perpetuates all more what-ifs in my brain about a thing that I should have done or could have done differently or if this happens tomorrow, blah, blah, blah. So if I have a problem and I'm feeling annoyed or upset or whatever about it, if I go up to someone and go, hey, I don't want any advice about this, I just want to vent, I know that I can get it off my chest and then start thinking logically and critically about the next steps mm-hmm. rather than continuing to get more emotional about the situation and then not being able to do anything about it. Yeah,
0: which is like how I am always like, let's talk about solutions. So I have to rein that in mm-hmm. actively.
1: And, and people do that because they want to help yeah. you. It's not because they're trying to tell you how to live your life or put you down or anything. They, they They think you've come to them because you want solutions. Otherwise, why would you be complaining? But a lot of the time when I need to vent, it's not that I want you to tell me how to fix it. It's just that I want you to know why I'm feeling the way that I'm feeling. I need to get it out of my system so that I can fix it, not so that I can get other people to fix it for me.
0: Yeah, and if if you're living in a... Or if you're working in an environment where people are invalidating you all the time, it Mm -hmm. validation is something that's needed. Like, when I was student teaching, my first guide teacher, like, was extremely invalidating. So I just needed to, like... And then when I finally did get validation from another student teacher who, like, saw the way that she was acting, I was like, oh my god, thank you so much for validating me. Like, it it helped a lot. So just sometimes validation is good and you did not validate her feelings. You did it in a way that... (laughs) invalidate <laughs> not to be repetitive but
1: and um, if somebody comes to you and they need to vent the thing you should say afterwards once they've vented is i'm really sorry that sounds like it's not that's that's all you have to say yeah. and then if they ask you i don't know how to fix this can you help me that's when you step in right so first it should be i acknowledge your feelings and they're valid and i'm really sorry that this has happened to you and then if they then say, hey, will you help me fix it? Or I need to sort this out somehow and I don't know where to start. Then you can say, well, can I offer you some advice? Mm-hmm. But just coming straight out and saying, don't be a victim about it. It's fine. It's like, okay.
0: And like, sometimes I have this conversation with some coworkers. Like sometimes people will get into like pain. We call it pain Olympics where people will be like, <laughs> math has it way worse than English. Oh, SPED has it way worse than like, or whatever, competition. Well, at least
1: this didn't happen to you today. Yeah,
0: and we Mm -hmm. we try and, like, avoid that. Like, when someone's venting at you, validate them before you move on to your own shit. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, So we kind of have, like, a conversation about that and make sure that people feel validated and you're not just, like competing to see who had the worst day or whatever Mm -hmm. or who has to do the most work or who got the least sleep or who relies on caffeine the most like that's such (laughs) in the workplace it's like well i only got four hours of sleep it's like okay sorry like sucks for you (laughs) i don't
1: yep I had a good eight hours of regret. Yeah. <laughs> So
0: this comment, the comment that he responded to, there's only a few comments, but someone says, but what you did was one step worse than offering a solution. You didn't even do that. You instead told her that her framing of her frustration was wrong in and of itself. And he says, okay, I hadn't thought about it that way. I think you are right. So just an apology and dropping the subject. Well, not dropping the subject, but talk about how you're going to prevent that from happening in the future. Mm-hmm yeah he says we've had similar discussions about you know her workplace before and then generally went more or less the same way so i thought she was going a bit too deep into this mindset for her own good it's like you can say that without being a dick about it yeah yeah and like you can validate here's the steps Validate someone's feelings of frustration or whatever the feelings are. Mm-hmm. Validate the fact that they, you know, are, if this is the case, like they're a good person, they're good at their job, they, you know, have good qualities. And then if they ask for a solution, provide that, you know,
1: yes. validate
0: and then hype them up. <laughs> So you do it.
1: I think the other thing you need to remember when you're giving advice to is that stuff that you say may actually be something they've already done. Yeah. <laughs> so if you go to someone and you say, oh, but you should do this, and they go, I've done that already, that's not them saying your advice is shitty, but it can make the other person feel like you're babying them or telling them how to do shit that they already know how to do. It can add to feelings of frustration. So if you're offering advice... Always say beforehand. Tell me what you've already done to try and fix this. Is it nothing, or what? What kinds of things would be useful for you?
0: And to clarify, only say that if they ask for advice.
1: <laughs> right? Yeah. Don't. If they're like,
0: "Man, my job sucks," be like, "Tell me what you've done to fix this." What the fuck have you done to fix
1: it? <laughs> yeah. But you should always you should always start by assuming they've tried something. Have them explain that to you. Yeah. Uh, so. Yeah.
0: Yeah, I just uh, thought this one was fake. <laughs>
1: Just the phrasing of it is so bad. It
0: seems like he's been online too much or like watching some conservative like MRA type people or...
1: Or he may also work in tech and this may be how the other male co-workers talk. Mm-hmm. Like... Oh, this woman from another tech company called, and she had no idea what she was talking about. And then she complained to her supervisor that I was rude to her. Oh, all these women with their victimhood mentalities—like yeah. it's probably it's something that he's picked up somewhere because no one no one talks like that.
0: Yeah, yeah. It's very—it's basically putting down. It's often used to put down black people as well. To be like, oh well, why don't you do something to improve your socioeconomic status instead of complaining about it? It's like fuck you. <laughs> yeah. Well. Let's see. I have a really good subreddit shout out of the week this week. Birds aren't real.
1: Yes! (laughs) Birds aren't real.
0: This is the official subreddit for the most woke among us. A safe haven for believers to gather, support one another in these times of adversity, and share images and stories that propel the cause forward. The birds work for the bourgeoisie. is the top of all time real. <laughs> the top the top one of all time <laughs> So you know those like uh pope flyers that people will put with like, you know, babysitter, you know, take the take the phone number off the bottom. And uh this guy put a flyer that says, Tired of being a bird, and put like bird seed on the bottom so all these birds came by and took the little things off of it.
1: It's so good. <laughs> Praxis.
0: <laughs> Me, I think some people are just birds in disguise. Friend, haha, can I tweet that? Me. Narrows eyes, can you what? <laughs>
1: <laughs> uh, thinking about how the dutch police arrested a bird for taking part in a robbery put in a jail cell with bread and water and when the media reported on it they put a little black bar over the face to protect its identity <laughs> uh, very good
0: me i'd like a new pet what animals do you have here petco employee well we have birds over here <laughs> me no in droids avengers.
1: in avengers hawkeye is played by man this is a nod to the fact that hawks aren't <laughs> Oh, sorry, sorry. I
0: like this one. Uh, where it's like people in a church. I don't know where this meme is from. Is that Amy Acker? Just when you think you're safe is the title of it. So it's like a people pointing guns. It's like my fucking privacy. My laptop camera is pointing a gun at that. Electrical tape is pointing a gun at that. And then someone is sniping them from the balcony and it says the pigeon outside my window.
1: <laughs> is that Amy Acker? Where this this is from? this from? There's a lot of very good ones here
0: it's from season four of the show person of interest okay okay that's very that's very funny (laughs) Uh, that's a great meme format i love it yes it is amy acker okay just needed to know that
1: some facts about penguins penguins are not actually birds they are gods (laughs) a group of penguins is called a group of penguins penguins live in antarctica because of their war crimes (laughs) In the 1970s, penguins were the first species to develop teeth. <laughs> Legally, a penguin is allowed to own a gun. <laughs> uh,
0: Me trying to figure out how Australia lost a war to emus when both birds in Australia don't exist. Yeah, Australia doesn't exist. <laughs> yeah, go to the Tabo all times time. This is pretty good.
1: It's very, very, very good.
0: Losing my mind over the idea that pigeons existed before cities. Like, can you imagine pigeons just hanging out in a forest, eating bugs instead of gutter bagels? I personally just don't buy it.
1: <laughs> yeah. I saw a baby wood pigeon yesterday, and it was cute as shit.
0: I've never seen the a baby pigeon, mom, I guess.
1: Mom and dad pigeon were trying to teach it how to fly. It's part
0: of the conspiracy.
1: <laughs> yeah, I've never seen a, a baby actual pigeon. Like, and I've lived in cities my whole life, and I've always seen grown-ass pigeons. Not <laughs> baby pigeons.
0: There's a reason for that. They're all government drones. Right? <laughs> the top comment of, of the pigeon that pigeon post don't forget that birds did exist up to one point up until the Reagan administration if i recall correctly in 69 nice <laughs> yes it was Reagan that had them replaced specifically Nancy Reagan with her war on drugs
1: oh the other the other good subreddit that links to this is um giraffes don't is it giraffes aren't real or giraffes don't exist um there's there's one where it's very similar but it's about giraffes Let's see
0: well, there's there's the meme that horses don't exist, which was started by H Bomber guy. Giraffes aren't real. Wake up, sheep!le The subreddit for the yeah. truth about giraffes. Yeah, it's giraffes <laughs> don't exist. Yes. Well, we got two subreddits of the week <laughs> this week.
1: Hell yeah. Giraffes don't giraffes exist don't and exist. aren't real. Very good. I love giraffes don't exist.
0: Rule number two. No arguing that giraffes exist. This is a satire subreddit. Nobody here actually believes that giraffes don't exist. Many people end up not getting the joke and making comments and posts correcting us. Comes across as spammy and ruins the fun of the subs. So it's against the rules. Smiley face. No, and they changed that rule that was a post they changed the rule too no arguing that giraffes are not government drones we are all here because we want to embrace the truth so why come here and argue against it (laughs) this movie is based on a true story also movie just pictures of giraffes
1: (laughs) (laughs) oh it's so good
0: David Mitchell I mean I still can't believe that giraffes aren't real I've been to the zoo and I've seen giraffes I still don't quite believe they're real (laughs) love it it's very, very good. Well, this is a nice way to escape reality for a while. Just go to these subreddits. I'm sure there's a bunch of other ones. I'm sure there's one about horses. <laughs>
1: it's all very good.
0: All right. I'm going to go continue to browse these two subreddits <sighs> until I forget about the horrible things we've read here today.
1: Yeah, I'm going to... I don't know.
0: <laughs> Enjoy your Sunday.
1: I don't know any well,
0: <laughs> Uh, You can send me... That family's lasagna recipe at Morgan underscore sleigh, and you can email us your favorite cake recipe at r the letter u the word seriouspod at gmail.com or add us on Twitter at the letter you the word serious pod i don't know why i did those in reverse order this time but whatever because for fun uh
1: you can find me on twitter at esme underscore c underscore knows as in knows lots of things uh you can also find us on facebook the letter r slash the letter you serious podcast uh we are changing our uh, release schedule release time. yeah release schedule uh we will now release on mondays instead of fridays so if you are sitting around waiting for the pod to drop on Friday morning, it ain't gonna happen. Um, You have to wait till Monday like the rest of us. You're not special. How dare you think that?
0: I'm back in school, so I need the weekend to edit stuff because I can't just do it in between classes anymore because that would be wild.
1: Morgan's reason isn't the real reason. It's just that you're not special.
0: <laughs> uh, I got one more meme in the chat for you.
1: I enjoy that <laughs> meme. It's like... It is good. Uh, the Last
0: of Us Two is better than the Last of Us One. It's like this is not propaganda, Ellie, and um, what's her name? Her I girlfriend kissing. I've most
1: things about <laughs> that stupid game.
0: And then it's like this is propaganda, Ellie petting the giraffe. Know the difference. Know the difference. Um, don't yell at me for not know- remembering what her girlfriend's name is. I can't
1: remember her name either. You've played that game like six times. How did yes, you not twice. know? Twice. <laughs>
0: <laughs> if I don't, if I don't say her name <laughs> on the pod, people will tweet at me. <laughs> what the fuck i googled Uh, the last of us part two characters and it's like ellie joel and abby like yeah but like the other ones (laughs) any others come to mind dina jesus Uh, dina (laughs) holy shit all right dina i'm gonna go play that game again
1: dina i only have felt you because i'm a pregnant woman in the last of us she's funny is she yeah
0: (laughs) all right bye